Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. brought your Bible with you today, got your Bible app, go with me to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. I want to continue today in a message that we've been in for a number of weeks. If you've been with us, you know how good it's been. (laughs) If not... Stinks to be you. <laughs> All right, I'm messing with you. Let's get into some good stuff today, and uh, let's believe God together for uh, that we'll get exactly what He wants us to get today. Amen? First uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 reads, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And so we've been uh, focusing in on this, this language of be ready to give a defense or as other translations say, give, be ready to give an answer. And uh, if you're a believer, you have this hope inside of you, this confident, favorable expectation of good things to come. And, and you should be able to explain why. All right, all believers. Now, we didn't come into this. We came into a relationship with God, probably not knowing a whole lot uh, of all the details. But as we continue with the Lord, we should be, it would be right to have answers, to have a defense, to have uh, even a logical presentation of why we are the way we are and why we do the things that we do. All right, Amplified Bible uses that language. Reading, but in your heart set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you, but do it courteously and respectfully. And so again, that logical defense means, hey, we've thought this through. This makes sense. I don't mean that the Lord can't operate outside of our reasoning. Certainly He can and does and he knows all things and there are things we don't understand but the gospel is logical all right there is a a true um understandable process that people who were spiritually dead needed to be made spiritually alive and we should be able to explain that and, and give reason for the hope that is in us now last week we were sharing with you about uh the obvious reality of god uh, we, we can see this to be the case that if we keep our focus on Him, uh, His constant involvement in our lives will become undeniable. And, and this is something that can and should increase more and more as we walk with Him, as we keep our eye on Him. Uh, he becomes so obvious. This is how we prove God. You want to prove the Lord prove him in your own life, okay, by, again, keeping your focus on him and letting him be who he wants to be and do what he wants to do on an ongoing and continual basis. It should be the norm for believers to experience God. When I say experience God, 
personally, but and the results of his promises, the answers to prayers, just there's a constant intervention. That's normal. Amen. Some people call that supernatural. I don't. I call that natural. Okay. For the spiritual person, for the believer, what is of God is not supernatural. It's normal. That's the reason why some people don't see a whole lot because they put it way out there. It's supernatural. It's Ooh, it's beyond what's regular. No, let's let the work of God be the normal in our life. He is normal. I mean, He's with us all the time. I'm not begging Him to show up today. Oh, God, please come and fill this house. Please come and be with us here today. Man, this is His idea. I think it's the other way around. Would you guys please come? Please come and be with me. He don't want, <laughs> he don't want to be alone. <laughs> huh? Amen. And so I would encourage you to remember constantly. Um, remember on purpose what God has done for you. Keep that in your consciousness. Rehearse it regularly and you'll see an increase of his activity. Many believers, they, they forget. And it drifts away. They don't remember and then God becomes less real to them. But if you exercise yourself and remember things on purpose again and again, the reality of God's presence will be so strong, He will be undeniable to you, and therefore, you've got a good answer. It's one of the answers in your, in your arsenal, as far as those who would ask uh, you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Today, I want to be real practical again, and this, is just, this just makes sense to me when I answer this question this way. Why do you do what you do? Why are you a believer? Why are you a Christ follower? Why are you born again? Why are you saved? And here's my answer. Are you ready? Because it works. It just works. I am prone uh, to things that work. (laughs) I don't want to put my life into something. I don't want to put my energy and my time and my money and all of my life into something and it doesn't produce results. And that's not what I'm experiencing. I am putting my life, my time, my energy, my everything into the kingdom of God. And it's producing. It's producing internal results. Meaning there's the peace of God. There's the joy of the Lord. There's a relationship with Him. There's pleasure at His right hand. I'm enjoying that side. Okay. The internal. But I'm also looking for practical. Because He talked a whole lot about our natural life and what He would do. And you know what? It's working. It's producing exactly what he said. And so I want to see the, uh, uh, the reality of the results of God's presence in my life. And if I don't see that, I'm kind of stuck without an answer. But the truth is, is I am seeing it. Uh, my relationship with God has and continues to produce desirable results in my life. All right. And I think probably we could go around the room and have a lot of people say, yep, me too, me too, me too. Let's stir up our thinking along those lines for a few minutes today and, and focus in on this. Turn with me uh, in your Bible or your Bible app, whatever, to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy, see this for yourself because what we're experiencing, it's supposed to be this way. This was God's intention that it would be this way and that this would be a part of our answer to those who have questions. All right. First Timothy chapter four. And let's read over here in verse seven. It reads, but reject profane 
and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. So, so they were dealing with these, quote, profane and old wives' fables. He said, make sure you reject that stuff. So they were being presented with, or Timothy was, you know, and probably his church that was at Ephesus there. Uh, they were being presented concepts, ideas that were basically uh, old wives' tales, as we would say. They were fables. It was stuff. And he said, reject that stuff. Would there be anything that we're presented with today that we should reject? Are there any thoughts, are there any ideals, any uh, ways of living that are presented to us and we should stand up at minimum within ourselves and at maximum expression and we should say, oh no, 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 I reject that. No, that's not right. I don't accept that for me. I don't accept that for my family. I don't, we are not going to live by that principle, by that saying. huh? Listen, there is a battle of ideas. There's constant uh, philosophies being thrown our way all day long. And there's a whole bunch of them that are, are not right. They're contrary to the ways of God. If there's nothing you're rejecting, watch out. Because you might be embracing a whole bunch of ungodly stuff... And that will produce negative results in your life. All right. Uh, Amplified Bible reads that verse this way. But refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fictions, mere grandmother's tales, and silly myths, and express your disapproval of them. Well, that's interesting. And again, I'll state it again. I don't think... Whatever these fables and all these things were that they were dealing with is irrelevant to us today. We're also dealing with thoughts, with all these things that are coming against us. And we need to have a disciplined mind where we say, no, I'm not going to think that way. I'm being presented this through people, through television, through educational systems. If you're a student in, in high school or, or college, you know you're being bombarded with worldly thoughts. In various, various courses, people are telling you how to think. And some of them hold the threat of a grade over your mind to get you to think like they want you to think. Reject it. All right? Reject. You've got to be able to discern what's right and wrong, what's godly and what's ungodly, and reject stuff to keep your mind in a God way of thinking. Okay? And that's not going to get any better, I don't think, in our world. So we've got to stand strong in regards to these things. Now, uh, this is interesting how he says, exercise yourself toward godliness. Exercise yourself. Does anybody exercise on accident? <laughs> you know, I was, woke up the other day, I found myself in the middle of a five-mile run. I thought, what am I doing out here? It's, it's, it seems that these things have to be done. How? On purpose. You have to be intentional to exercise naturally. You need to be intentional to exercise yourself spiritually. All right? Your muscles do not get toned and built up by accident. You do not spiritually exercise by accident and get built up spiritually by accident. You're doing it on purpose. You're doing it sometimes when you don't feel like it. You're, you're, you're squashing your, your feelings and so forth, or you're not doing it. 
or you have no spiritual exercise. Amen. And so, uh, go on, verse 8. Notice what it reads here. For bodily exercise profits a little. All right, and that means, you know, for a little time. Profits for a while. It'll do you some good. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. But think about this language. Godliness is profitable. It's of value. It adds to us. It is useful. It, let me say it this way. It works. Acting like God acts works for us. Thinking the way He thinks. Believing correctly. Adherence to His ways. What does it do? It profits us. So if I live an ungodly life, it is going to cost me. My bottom line is going down. But if I live a godly life, I am going to be increased. I'll be better off. I will profit from that way of living, from that way of thinking. Amen. And so uh, this is the way that the Scripture shows us. And I think it's a real interesting comparison. Godliness, you know, uh, and exercise. Bodily exercise versus godliness. That comparison can reveal a lot to us. Um, How many know you can't work out once a week and make any progress? You go to the gym and or go for a run or whatever. You do these things once a week. You're not going to increase in your physical fitness and muscle tone and whatever. You're just going to be, you know, in pain every day, every week. Because you lose it and then do it again, it just hurts. And if you want to increase, you've got to do it more frequently. Right? I know uh, because of the, I've been pastoring and been in ministry for quite a few years, and it's not uh, highly physically intensive as far as lifting things and exercise. It's not that kind of job, and many of you have similar lifestyles where uh, what you do is stare at screens and talk to people and have meetings and a lot of stuff that just doesn't get you in shape. And, and I've kind of figured out, just kind of practically speaking, I think our bodies were designed to move. And when they move a lot, they seem to do better. And if they're too sedentary, we suffer the, re, the results of a sedentary lifestyle. Your body needs to go, right? So I'm not preaching exercise today, but practically I think it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Uh, in our country, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Move once in a while. Um, <laughs> but, but because of that in me, I, I've noticed that. And I thought, you know, I need to do something. And so for years, I've tried to do, you know, the minimum. Just do something. And I've, I've gone to work out uh, to the gym for many years. I know it's obvious and everything. But... Uh, <laughs> Watch it, watch it. Uh, uh, but for a long time, you know, I would just, I would try to get in there like twice a week. And part of it, I was just busy. And when I got done doing everything else, I was tired. <laughs> you know how that goes. And you just don't want to. And then you say, well, I can get up at five in the morning. And I just didn't want to. <laughs> and so, I, uh, but I would do something. 
But I noticed this, uh, and it happened very, very slow, very slow, because I'm thinking, I'm just going to keep doing stuff. I don't have my training for anything, just trying to keep somewhat fit uh, to a degree, keep myself going. I noticed very, very slowly that I was getting weaker. Now, I mean, over years, but I'm, I'm lifting stuff thinking, you know, I used to do this more. Now I get to that last rep and it doesn't go up anymore. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I get this twice a week and, you know, probably missing sometimes too. Uh, doesn't really increase me. It's better than doing nothing, I think. But uh, so I thought, I'm going to try to get in here three times and then four times. If I could get in here three or four times a week. And what happened was I started getting stronger just from doing that. Just from consistency, just from being regular, not a long time, but I would get stronger by doing it more frequently. Now, this is a spiritual comparison. You know, a lot of people are there spiritually. They do enough to hurt. <laughs> and every time they hear something, man, man that was sure, ah, that sure got me today. <laughs> and then next week, man, that sure nailed me to the wall again. <laughs> And it's painful. Church can be painful. Huh? Every time you hear the word, you, you know, or if you just think of it from a food standpoint, it's just not sufficient to carry you through the week. But you know, with some, if you'll just do a little bit more, and I'm not talking about a performance-based relationship with God where he's saying a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and you'll please me. You're accepted in the beloved. Okay, you're on your way to heaven. You're righteous before, be, before him because of what Jesus did for you. But as far as a godly life and spiritual development, sometimes you just need to do a little bit more. Amen. Come on, get that prayer in there. Get that Bible. Get that, that small group in there. Get, 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 to, get to services a little more. And watch what happens when you do is you'll stop, you know, being in the same place year after year after year. And even some slowly declining. Where some things used to be a fire in you. Some things used to burn. And now, if you'd really be honest, you'd notice they're just kind of a little bit waning. Stir it up again. Come on, now just do a little bit more and you'll see more results. You'll see more God stuff in your life. And I'm telling you, this stuff works. Godliness produces great results in our lives. Yeah. Amen. So... What does godliness produce in our lives? This, this verse reveals to us that it's not just spiritual, it's also physical. Because he said it would be in this life and in that which is to come. See, I'm going to benefit forever, but I'm going to benefit in this life. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm interested in that. I'm interested in benefiting from being a believer, from following God, from, from at times giving up things in this natural world for the kingdom of God. I, I like to do stuff that produces, and this does produce. Now, Peter uh, wrote some words in, in his writings to a particular group of people, and he mentioned that because of their knowledge of Jesus, that they had, it's 2 Peter chapter 2, that they have escaped the pollutions that are in the world. Knowledge of the Lord, knowledge of Jesus, they escaped the pollutions that are in the world. Does that work for us today? Can the knowledge of God help you to stay? Yeah, it can. Pollution. Think about pollution for a moment. We often think about it naturally. Dirty air, 
you know, dirty water. Who, who wants that? I mean, pollution. I don't like pollution. Uh, we get those inversions here sometimes, you know, and the smog sets in the valley and you drive out of the valley and you can see it as you're coming in, right? Uh, as a kid, I lived in Southern California and uh, in the L.A. area, we understood pollution and smog. And, you know, if you couldn't see the air, you weren't sure if it was there because uh, it was just normal that you could see the air and couldn't see the mountain a few miles away. Uh, but I remember going to school as a kid. Uh, some days we'd have P.E. and they'd say, well, we have to be indoors today for P.E. because the smog level was too high. And so you couldn't go out and run around because it was unhealthy for you. Uh, what we think about pollution, uh, that's a bad thing. That's not healthy. That's, that's not good for anyone. Uh, the pollution here, he's not talking physically though. It's the pollutions of the world. Um, this is godlessness. He said, through the knowledge of the Lord, you can escape the godlessness. It's pollution. That's, that's in the world. When you're immersed in it, it can be hard to breathe. Your spirit is... <laughs> the, the, but you escape that through the knowledge of the Lord. Obviously, not just through knowing about Him, but through following Him. And putting into practice what He says to do. But this speaks of moral defilement. We're surrounded by it everywhere. It's spiritual pollution. All right. The, the Greek word over here for pollutions is... Uh, it means this, it, uh, the vine says to stain, to tinge or dye with another color. You avoid turning a different color through the knowledge of the Lord. Now, now think of that. If, if God were a color and the world were a color, what color would you be? Would, would you be the color of God or the color of the world? The Lord has given you a way to escape being that color, a world color. You can escape it through the knowledge of Him. And if we exercise ourselves towards godliness, that will be the end result. But some people just need to get some exercise, some spiritual. Some people need to get indoors. What do I mean? Indoors with the Lord and get some spiritual development going on in their life. Amen. Now... Back to the premise. This stuff works. What's the reason I serve the Lord? There's a lot of them. Here's one reason. It works. Following after the Lord, the ways of God, following His principles, produces good things in my life. I can't tell your story per se. I don't know what all you would say and how you would answer that question. Or, you know, what list you might have of things that work for you and you've seen God work in your life but I can tell you a little bit about myself and things that are working for one uh, and this listen these are directly tied to the Lord and I'll explain but directly tied to my relationship with God as a result of that I have a I have a godly faithful marriage of 22 years all right um, I don't know what that would be like without the Lord. I don't know if it would exist. I don't know, you know, what stupid things I would have done that I avoided because I wanted to do it the Lord's way. I don't. Uh, I've enjoyed, as a result of my relationship with God, almost perfect health. 
And I, that's the result of my relationship with God. It wasn't always that way in my life. And, uh, and when, when, I've been, when I've dealt with things and things have come, they don't last. I get, get quick victory over them and get back to health. That's the result of the Lord, of course, by Jesus' stripes. Uh, my avoidance, because of my relationship with God, my avoidance of drugs and alcohol have spared me all kinds of trouble. That I think, I don't know if I, 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 I would just have to speculate as to what might have happened. What could have been. Um, I can speculate. I mean, certainly there would have been some bad decisions. Usually people make very poor decisions when under the influence. Don't they? I mean, all kinds of crimes and bad choices happen when people's minds are altered. And, uh, and I've been able to avoid all that. What would your life be like? I don't know, maybe dead. Huh? We all know people that went that route. Uh, you know, maybe I saved myself some car wrecks. Maybe some fights. Maybe some infidelity. Maybe all kinds of things that I would have done. But my commitment to the Lord was, I want to be filled with the Spirit. I don't want to be filled with the world and filled with all these other counterfeits that try to make me feel good temporarily. I want to be filled with the Spirit and do things your way. I think I've avoided a whole bunch of trouble serving the Lord. We have three children, and they all love God. And they're serving the Lord, not the world, not the flesh, not the devil. Uh, but they, they, they serve the Lord. Man, that's a blessing. Uh, I've prospered in many ways. The Lord makes us succeed in what we put our hands to. I don't mean I've amassed great wealth. That's not my goal either. It's not really what I'm here to do. If you have great wealth, we're good for you. You know? But I mean, the Lord has prospered us. Meaning our, our needs are met and we have the ability to give. That's rich. Needs met, and you can give. That's rich. Amen. Other things. I mean, I can talk about emotional health. There is, again, that constant hope that it's getting better. Even in difficult days and difficult times, there's that, I bet it's going to turn around. But you know, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. But you know the Lord is working in us to will and do of His good pleasure and things are going to get better again. Huh? I mean, it, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The peace of God is, abides in us continually. And so there are all these benefits and perks. I, under, I understand that true believers, that there are legitimate true believers that have backslidden. They've gone away from the things of God in His ways and they've experienced the, the repercussions of their folly. And I'm not saying they're not saved. Uh, but God accepts them back even when they do. Isn't He good to us? And, and I, I don't imply it at all that I, I have a perfect life. I'm still in the middle of it. <laughs> and when I'm in the mix, huh? you know, sometimes you just make wrong choices, don't you? Make, <laughs> Sometimes just do the wrong thing, don't always think right and believe right and say the right thing at the right time. And, and, uh, and so it's not, I don't mean to imply by any means that there's no issues or hiccups, but uh, I can absolutely see that godliness is profitable. 
It just is. What's the reason for the hope that's in you? Why do you serve God continually again and again? It works. I mean, people can argue about stuff all day, but let's look at the bottom line. We, we shine in Him. We go up. We do better when we're following the Lord and following His ways. Amen. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, and he said, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. There is a persuasion on the inside that the Lord is able to make us stand. That's 1 Timothy 1.12. I didn't give you the reference. Uh, and, and I love the, what the psalmist said in Psalm 63 in verse 3. Because of your loving kindness. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. What's the deal with you always praising God? I tell you, because he's better than life. <laughs> What's the reason? Why do you keep doing that? Oh, because it's better than anything in this natural world. Uh, his life is better than my life. And the more I access his life, the more my life gets better. Amen. Can I encourage you to, you to check up on your exercise routine? And I'm not talking physically. You can do that if you want. Uh, but I'm talking spiritually. What are you doing to keep, your, keep, to keep yourself fit? What are you doing to keep yourself strong? You've got to have a good diet. That's the Word of God. You've got to have good spiritual practices in your life. And watch as you do. Look back. And you're, you, I tell you, some of you already, you've made choices. Man, you wanted to say one thing and you said something else. You wanted to hold on to bitterness and you forgave. You wanted to go the, one way, but you said, no, the Lord would have us do this. The Lord would want us to act this way. Ah, bite my tongue, <laughs> pinch myself. I'm going to do it the Lord's way. You put down the flesh and did it God's way. And you don't even know how much trouble you've spared yourself. Amen. But as we go, continually, just like we shared last week, the obvious factor of God, as you walk godly, you'll see that this works. This works. This is no phony baloney, phony baloney religion. This is not just a bunch of bunk. This is the literal activity of God in my life, preserving, sustaining, and lifting my life to what it would never be without Him. I know that there are individuals in the world that are not serving the Lord, that have a good marriage, that have money. I'm not saying that someone can't or that that is exclusively the only evidence or proof it's another thing in the in my bag it's it's another uh, part of my ammunition you know what i'm saying it's another evidence to me it works in conjunction with all the other things we we have shared yeah and there's a whole lot of people and they're blowing it on every side and life is cleaning their clock and I'm telling you, we have answers, and the ways of God work. Amen. Father, today I pray in Jesus' name, and thank you for your life in us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that surrounds us and fills us, and you guide us in the way we should go. Thank you. You lead us in the way we should go, and there are answers in you. Life is found in you. And so we tune our ear 
and we listen for your voice and we follow the spirit of love inside and thank you that you lead us away from tragedy you lead us away from the junk and the pollution and ungodliness of this world and you lead us into ways of righteousness into paths of righteousness thank you for helping us today thank you Lord for working in us thank you for working in us and guiding our steps and ordering our paths aright we give you all the praise all the glory all the honor in Jesus name the Spirit of God, Mount, He's working across, has been the whole service, moving among us right now. And uh, I tell you, anything you need from the Lord, you call upon Him and He answers you. And His presence is available to you now and He works in your life. Amen. What, someone, someone, their, their issue, this is a different kind of direction I have here, but it's about your tongue. You have problems with your tongue. Your tongue, I, I almost feel it. I don't know if that's taste or some other kind of issue. I want to pray for you right now. Amen. I love that. And I'd love to hear the story later. But if that's you, just lay your hands on yourself. Maybe you don't want to stick your tongue out. I don't know. But I'm going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I speak life into that body and command that tongue to be healed. Thank you, Lord. Taste buds, the dryness, the whatever, the issue there. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. Oh, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor and thanks. Thank you for working in that person's body. We give you all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then also behind your, someone behind your, your right ear, something going on, I don't know, pain or whatever, but it's behind, if the area is right behind your, your right ear, if that's you, put your hand right on that. Put your hand right on that. And the healing power of God goes right into you now. Be healed in Jesus' name. All the pain goes, all the discomfort leaves you. That problem is fixed now in Jesus' mighty name name thank you Lord we give you all the thanks you're so good to us you're so good we give you all the thanks you're so good to us thank you Lord Father I pray for individuals with their eyes their sight having problems with their sight their eyes I command the eyes to be healed every symptom every every problem goes from you now in Jesus name. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. All the problems leave you now. Eyes that see near and far, perfect near and far in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're hungry for the things of God, I tell you, He never runs out. There's a, there's a desire inside of you that calls out and says, man, I just, want, I just want to experience God more. I just want to know Him more. I want to walk with Him close. That desire is there from God. I'm talking to someone. That desire, God put it in there, so follow that. Follow that. Like, you know, 
like you would follow the scent of a restaurant if you were hungry. I'm going there. Follow that desire from within you because there's an answer on the other side of it. The reason you have the question is because God wants to answer the question. Huh? Isn't that Lord good? He'll give us the right question. So we'll ask and He can answer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Amen. How many, how many, uh, you know, one of those, those things, I'm not going to have you testify or anything, but just by raising your hand, you say, you know, that was a different one. Who am I talking, who, who was I praying for with the tongue thing? Tongue thing. Right over here, praise God. In fact, two of them. Wow. Amen. Another one over there. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Can't wait to hear the story of that all, all, all thing. Amen. And others. What was it? Back here, and there was something else. I... Right ear, and then eyes and stuff, too. Who, who was the, who, who were the, we praying for there? Here? Here? Over here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. I want to hear that, that, those testimonies. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.